Today on Zoomcast, we have a tale of woe and despair. <laughs> Otherwise it, known as where Michael loses his shit. Yeah, I was going to go with when, when mods attack, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a slightly technical episode, so there's that, but there's also a, a, you know, a tale of, of warning here for, for would-be mod installers, myself included. So, okay, let's... Let's talk some technical stuff. Uh, technical stuffs. So there is this thing in the scripting, in the mods, it's a scripting language called Papyrus. And it runs on a virtual machine. And for those of you who are not familiar with virtual machines, that just means it's not compiled to native machine code. It's, it's interpreted by the game as, as it runs. And I guess that, that's... Does that explain it in non-layman terms well enough? That'd be like an emulator. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sort of, sort of, kind of. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, and and the world is running. You've got you've got the land and all of the objects in the land and all of the things that are flying around. Like um, glowing nern root sits there with its pretty animation is actually the same as an arrow flying through the air. And there are some mods that try to reduce the amount of lag in the game by removing. Duplicate glows on on Nernroot, and removing many arrows from the game so that there aren't as many of these entities they're called floating about in your game, and all of this ends up getting saved into your save file. So your save file grows over time. Usually doesn't get over ten megabytes big because that's um that's about the late game character size save file. If you if you got a save file over ten megabytes big, you've got a problem and. We'll be coming back to that soon. <laughs> I think the stuff, the stuff I've seen in the forum seems to indicate the danger point is somewhere between 10 and 20. Yeah, 10, 20. Well, I'll, I'll, let's start with some of the symptoms that I saw. I, uh, my character, Purp, is, is dead. And I don't mean got killed in Skyrim. I mean, I can no longer play it because the game is busted for me. So yeah, that, would, that would be rage-inducing. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, so all this started happening when 1.6 came out, that I was getting a lot of crash to desktop. But I'd also been installing a lot of mods. <laughs> so I started disabling mods one by one and trying to figure out, okay, which of these mods that I've installed is responsible? And you, you may have heard the last two podcasts we did that weren't Dawn Card related, where James and I were talking about lots and lots of mods. Like James has, what, 40 odd mods and I had 60 odd mods or something like that. Um, so we're definitely going a bit mod crazy. But the dangers of the modding are, are never really apparent. And, and it, this particular podcast is really important because there is so little information out there on the internet when you Google for it about the symptoms and the problem and, and what to do about it. And if you don't have your search terms narrowed down really well, you'll find nothing but large save files in PS3 because those problems from November and December of 2011 just swamp everything that Michael's going to be talking about. Yeah, they do. So it's took, this was a, a, an entire evening's worth of Googling for me and experimenting and, and uh, swearing at James. <laughs> to, trying to figure out what the heck was going on. So the crash to desktops, I eventually removed enough mods that it stopped crashing to desktop. And instead, the game would stutter like you'd be running along just fine. And then it would just pause for one or two seconds and then unpause and continue. And where it was pausing before, it would crash. And then... Instead of crashing, it just started pausing over and over again. The game became pretty much unplayable. Uh, so I was getting getting kind of desperate at this point. I ended up disabling every single mod that I had, and that didn't help either. So 
This is when I stumbled across my file size, which was now up to 50 megabytes big. And it had jumped from 10 megabytes up to 50 megabytes pretty much in a single day. Um, and that was when 1.6 came out. So what happened? Well, some mods, as we all well know, we know the risk of modding. Yeah. Some mods are not going to be compatible with whatever changes Bethesda does. Uh, and as I've been seeing them referred to in some of the forum posts, Bugfester. <laughs> because they're so notorious with their bugs. Right, so some of these mods include the ability to add scripts, and that's what this Papyrus thing is. It's a programming language that uh, Bethesda has as part of their game engine that lets you change the way the world works, have events happening, change the behavior of the mobs that are flying around, the way entities behave, what spells do, etc. Everyone following me so far? <laughs> right, so yeah. the mod includes the compiled version of this program, uh, so it's 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 binary, but when you install the mod in your game and then and into your save game, like you you start up with that mod, you play and then you save the game. The the code for that is actually copied into your save game as a as a running program. And this is where the road to hell starts, apparently. Uh, right. I was thinking that does not sound like a good idea. Right. So yeah, that that explains why some when I load a save file, it says uh, that, that there are mods missing that the save file won't work. So that makes sense now. Right, so it's really interesting that this, the the mods include you know new graphics, new models, new meshes, new text, uh, you know new sounds, and those things aren't copied into your save file; they stay in the mod. But when the script runs, um, by virtue of the way the fact that it's a virtual machine, the the compiled the code, code compiled virtual machine compiled code, not your native machine compiled code, gets copied into your save file as a running program. Um, so when you delete the mod or disable the mod, and I need to come back to the, the difference between the two, the, it doesn't make a difference. The script will keep on running. Okay, so disabling and deleting mods. Question out there to the world, is there a difference between disabling and deleting a mod? Um, no. I can definitively say that if you disable a mod, it will not be running in your, in your environment. However, like I just said... <laughs> The the code gets copied into your save file, so even if you disable the mod, the effects of whatever that mod was will continue. Um, and the resources, like the textures, the meshes, the, the models, etc., won't be accessible to the game. So those things will become unknown items in the game. Big exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, they're not even loaded. When you turn them off, they, they will not be loaded. So that definitely works. That is not the case with Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. If you had the file there and you turned it off, it would still get used to the mod if the save game pointed to it, um, which is interesting. So deleting the mods doesn't change anything. And, and if you're using the Nexus instead of the workshop, then you'll have a scripts directory, and you'll see on some people's forum posts that they've fixed their issues by deleting all their scripts. Not so. That, that will not fix your issues. So here is where the things get a little bit messy. Uh, you can attach scripts to objects in the game. So if you have a mod that creates a turtle and it puts a script on the turtle so the turtle talks to you and then you unload that mod, the turtle will disappear from the world and the script goes with it. And that's fine. <laughs> but you can add scripts to objects in the world that are from the base game. So even turning off the mod won't get rid of those scripts because the objects are going to remain because they're from the base game. 
So, so like if you had a plant gathering mod, you'd suddenly have all these scripts attached to it. Yeah. So here's where it gets a little bit nasty. When a developer updates their mod because a uh, they've found a bug, or B Bethesda is upgraded to 1.6 and they need to update their mod to fix bugs, their new version of the mod uses different scripts that get attached to the objects, but the old scripts are still there, even though you've updated the mod. So just because you've updated the mod doesn't mean the old scripts from the old mod are gone. They stay there, attached to the So things. this means any mod that does that proclaims to do something like fix followers or something of that nature is inherently dangerous. Potentially, yeah. Um, it, if they've coded it really well to make sure that their program quits itself out if something goes wrong, then you're going to be okay. But Bethesda has updated Skyrim so rarely that that people aren't even thinking about that when they're making their mods. They're not thinking, oh, this will crash when Bethesda changes this thing. And um, so the particular mod in question here that, that's caused me so much grief was the Real Wildlife mod, which is an awesome mod. It's the best mod out there. and But it adds and modifies every piece of wildlife out there in the world. So that, that means pretty much every bug, every animal that works. Which is part of why your save files got so massive. Well, I'll get back to that in a second. The, the save file getting massive is another symptom of a different problem, um, of the same problem. So, so this is like the fundamentals here. This is Papyrus and the way it works. If the, de- if the mod developer decides to change something that exists in the main game, whether that be spells, objects, animals, places, anything like that. If that thing is not going to disappear when the mod disappears, then the script will stay. And when they upgrade their mod and, you, and Steam Workshop downloads a new version, it will not upgrade the script. So you will get the old behavior and possibly the new behavior too, depending on um, how they've done that. So deleting the mod doesn't help you there either because, like I said, it, the, it gets copied into your save game as a running process and there's a, a thing called uh, the save game scanner which you can get from the nexus which will show you everything that's in your save file and the papyrus section is listed in the main area because it is the area that's causing people this kind of grief and it lists every single running script and i had uh, in also in my final save i had about 60 megabytes of space in my save file was dedicated to the scripts um so you can see i had a bit of a problem <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a problem. Uh... Yeah. So the reason my game kept freezing up for a few seconds was these scripts were crashing, and the Papyrus engine is designed that if if things crash in a certain way, it will we will halt the the VM, kill it, and start it up again. So it's essentially reloading all the scripts from scratch to try again. And that's why you see those stutters because it's actually halting and restarting. Right. So before I continue on there, let's talk about some of the home homebrew remedies that do not work. <laughs> oh dear! So this is where he's this is where he's going to abuse me. So get ready. And this is let's start with your useful tip of the day. Apart from reinstalling and uninstalling, reinstalling Windows. What what did you suggest I do, James? I have no memory of this whole conversation. <laughs> something I about uh, Skype. I, 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 I you know, about, you know what, your your lawyer can talk to my lawyer about this. <laughs> so this was this was when I first started investigating this. I really didn't know what was going on, but James was like, "Oh, your hard disk is probably corrupt. The files are files are invalid. You need to have Steam validate the game cache." <laughs> well, I thought that might conceivably help. I wasn't real confident about it. 
<laughs> you sounded real confident when you kept telling me to do it. Well, that kind of is the first process if the game starts screwing up. Oh, that did, that did sort of help when I got a Trojan a while back, so it's not completely useless, just not useful in Michael's case. Well, the cases where it's useful, I mean, Trojan's definitely a situation where that would help. Um, if you had a power outage and your machine just shuts off without, without spinning down properly, then conceivably you can get corrupted files written to disk. Uh, or half written to disk, but but I hadn't had any of that. You know that that had not happened at all. So I was I was so confident that that was not the issue that I didn't even try it. In fact, I said I said to James like, you know, why don't you jump up and down a few times to, just to make sure gravity still exists in the universe? You know. Um, <laughs> the next one that popped up, uh, let's see, it was the audio one. A lot of people said that you have to change your audio to be forty four one hundred hertz kilohertz uh, on a hertz. Yeah, forty-four point one kilohertz in the Windows settings because sounds are what's causing your game to lag. Out. Right. Wrong. The other, the other popular one is turning off VSync. Yeah. Also wrong. <laughs> and and you know, given the conversations we've had so far as to why I was having these things run run so slowly, you understand why these suggestions make no difference whatsoever because uh, it's got nothing to do with anything. Uh, may, conceivably, some of these issues might help you if your computer is running a bit slowly and it's having trouble keeping up with the game's engine or something like that, but no, these, these, these are not the root problem here. Well, those, doing those things would be something you do if you had a problem right from the instant you installed the game, not, not something that cropped up hours and hours and hours into gameplay. Right, you know, and and Proop was like a level seventy character, so it's been around for a long time. And this is why it's so devastating for Proop to die now, because there is no way to. We'll, we'll get back to that. There is no way to, to recover a save file once this has happened. There are no tools for it yet. Uh, I conceive of a tool being developed at some time down the road. Uh, if more people have this issue, then someone's going to invest the time to figure it out. But so, so getting back to the actual problem at hand, um, this is where it gets really nasty. Every time the Papyrus VM starts up, it uh, it starts up these processes again, duplicating them. Um, so you end up with double, then triple, then quadruple, then so on and so forth. So um, it it grows exponentially. So every time it stopped and stuttered, it was adding a new set of the files? Yeah, the dead ones stayed because they, in theory, could have been fixed, should have been fixed by a mod. Or, uh, you know, but in practice, obviously, that's never going to happen. Uh, and then you get the new ones, which haven't crashed, which then continue to run. So how do you find out what's going on here? Um, this is a really interesting side, side quest for the uh, suffering Skyrim user. Uh, there are three, three any files that you can look at and wonder which the heck you're meant to be changing. Um, and so the first one is Skyrim default, which is in the Skyrim game directory. Don't touch that. It's just a template. <laughs> Next one is Skyrim INI, and it's in your my documents slash my game slash Skyrim directory. Don't touch that. That one's not actually used. <laughs> Let me guess, hidden deep within a Steam folder? No, no, no. No, same directory. Skyrim prefs INI. The equivalent oh, of a locked cabinet. That's, that's the equivalent of a locked cabinet in a different star system. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the one you want to change in. And here's the interesting thing is the setting that you want to get was actually in Skyrim.ini, and you need to copy it over into Skyrimprefs.ini. Uh, and that is in the Papyrus section, the um, I load debug information and I logging enabled, set them to one. You want logs for what's going on. And every time you get that pause, 
the logs are going to get dumped out and you can quit out of the game and take a look. Now, after one pause, I quit out and my log file was instantly 170K big of, of stack dumps. That's a lot of things going on. And the, the predominant bug I had in here was a crash related to dragonflies. And I guess there were a lot of dragonflies around where I was at the time. Uh, I guess. Depends on where you are, I guess. I think certain different places have different bugs and fauna and stuff. Yeah. I'm just finding it amusing in a sense. I mean, it, I wouldn't find it amusing if it happened to me, but you got, you got to figure that having a level 70 character killed more or less by dragonflies is, is kind of awesome. Well, it's like the I've destroyed, and that part of reality disappeared. <laughs> Elder Scrolls attack. Yeah, poor, that's my cousin. It's gone. Um, so, so these dragonfly scripts were crashing over and over again, which is the problem. And I believe that's why I, I think it was the the um, real wildlife Skyrim mod because that's the only one I could think of that would change anything to do with dragonflies. And it's also one of the most invasive. Right, it's going to be modifying all of the all of the natural animals roaming about. So, and the and important the- part about this is that even if you disable the mods, since those scripts were attached to all of those in-game objects that are still there, they're still attached. Yes. So, here is the real fix, and then I'll explain why it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the real fix, and this is actually posted up by Bethesda as well, um, or in this case, Bugthesda, because we're dealing with dragonflies. Uh, if you wait seven days, then the local cell will recycle any junk. And so that means if you've got lots and lots of dead bodies and weapons lying around the ground, they will disappear. After 31 days, the entire Skyrim world will reset. Uh, so if you go to somewhere safe and just hit wait a day, wait a day, wait a day, there's actually a mod that, that you can get from the Nexus, which lets you wait 31 days <laughs> in one single hit. But yeah, if you wait a day, wait a day, wait a day, Eventually, all these objects will go away, and like, the next time you go out there, new dragonflies will be created, and the scripts won't be attached to them. That's the fix. However, it doesn't work because your game is already in such a state that you have so many of these things breaking that you can't survive by, uh, without a crash to desktop uh, more than, say, two days' worth of waiting. It just doesn't work. <laughs> wow. So you, oh, dear. So you really need that save file editor program. <laughs> Yeah, so other people on the forums are saying I fixed my issue by rewinding back to a much earlier save, one that wasn't so big. So, like, they went back to one that was two or three megabytes big rather than 300 megabytes big, for, for example. And you said that the danger zone is between 20 and 30 meg, James. And I got up to my, my save file was hovering around 10 megabytes for a long time. Uh, and then when 1.6 came out, that's when all heck broke loose. Well, I should caveat that. I've, I've read that the danger point is somewhere around 20 megabytes in north, but I have no experience with that. All, I, when we were talking about this last night, I checked my save files. They were all between 10 and 11. Yeah, and that's how big they were for me before things got, got bad. And the, the problem I guess I have is I can go back to one of those save files, but I've done so much since then that it's, 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 you know, it's just so painful. It's a dagger. It's, it's, it's demoralizing, yeah. It's, it's demoralizing enough when you realize that you're nine-tenths of the way through a dungeon that was all in one area and you died without an intermediate save. But it's, it's, it's more even like more demoralizing if you're talking about, what, maybe 50 hours of gameplay worth? Uh, not that much, but there was certainly 20-odd quests that I'd done uh, and places I'd explored. You know, I went to this place called Arquin Point. Have either anyone else been to Arquin Point? Never yeah. even heard of it. Yeah. 
that's why I'm bringing it up because it's, it's this place that I'd never even heard of before and I managed to wander there almost back soon. I was just climbing a mountain and, uh, and there it was. And I had this elder dragon fighting a uh, master dragger and uh, down in this pit and it was awesome. Um, these, all these memories and others are lost. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the ability to destroy papyrus scripts in a save file so that you can recover a save file like this is, would be really useful. Um, but yeah, so the symptoms are crashing to desktop, um, lots of pauses in the game that then come back. You can check these things. If you're crashing to desktop for unknown reasons or getting these pauses for unknown reasons, turn on the logging. Once you've turned on the logging, you can check the log files to see why or what. Um, and then if it's early enough in the death cycle here, you can force the game to recycle these objects away by waiting a month in game, um, with the sleep, you know, button. So that's that's the full story right there. That means um, that I'm too far gone. It's done for me. I don't know what to do now. I I, I kind of started a new character, but now I'm I'm not quite sure what mods to install and what mods not to install. You kind of need to avoid mods that are going to attach scripts to base objects in the game, but you don't know which ones do. And then if you did know that, that eliminates a lot of really good mods. Yeah, like the real wildlife one is the best mod ever. I still love it, even though it's the cause of my problem here is so that plus the 1.6 update. And and here's the other nice little gotcha too. There's no way if you if you can disable the mods, uh, and this, this is part of my debug process. And and now I realize it was fully. You know, you disable the mods to try and figure out which one's causing the problem doesn't help you because. Um, process of elimination doesn't help because the mods continue to run that are causing you the issue. And you, if you delete the mods, then the Skyrim workshop's just going to download them all again. Uh, eventually, what I did was uh, to, to prove to myself that deleting the mods didn't help, is I deleted all the mods, accidentally deleted too many files, so I then had to actually verify my Steam cache. Oh. <laughs> See, so my, 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 my suggestion actually worked finally. It, yes. it, it required you to be really stupid in the end, but yes, it worked. Uh, so then I had to wait like 30 minutes to re-download some big files that were essential. Uh, on the plus note, I can now use the high-res uh, DLC. That works now. <laughs> uh, I had to go into uh, offline mode so that when I started up Skyrim, the workshop wouldn't try to download all the mods again. And then I started up my save game and realized, yep, this isn't working anyway. So then I started delving deeper into the save file format, which people have done a fair bit of work on to figure out what it is and how it works and 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 finally, I uh, got to a section uh, where they were talking about making scripts that will survive upgrades and and how that's almost impossible to do because of the way the Papyrus scripts are copied into the save games. And uh, they even say in the discussion, and this isn't even the main wiki page, this is a discussion page on the wiki page. So it's really hidden away. you know. And they even say this is going to be a big problem. And, and if you're actually interested in this, we will provide a link to the page Michael's talking about in the show notes. We will? Okay. <laughs> I've, got, I've got it up in my browser. Oh, right. I, I sent you a few links. You sent me a few links last night, so I've got the talk page sitting here in my browser. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to uh, Cube and Ivo, uh, Ilo, the two people on the forums who were having enough of this issue that they figured out a lot of it. Thank you to the people on the the wikis who wrote up the save file format about Papyrus and all that kind of stuff. Thank you to all those people. You ended up helping me out a lot, although in the end I'm, I've lost my ability to keep playing this save. 
So now I need to go through and review all of my mods and try to decide which ones are safe and which ones aren't. Um, and I'm, I'm not really sure what I do from here. It's, it's, it's really heartbreaking. Well, it sounds like it's kind of hit or miss because I've got, like, like you mentioned, I've got almost 40 mods installed and I've not run into this problem. Now, maybe it's just luck of the draw. Maybe you just happen to hit the one or two, like the wildlife one you mentioned, that have these symptoms. But if you're not deeply technically into this stuff, you're not going to figure this out unless you get bit. Well, imagine for a second that I didn't have the wildlife thing installed. 1.6 comes out, the author updates the wildlife thing to work. And I and then a friend on a podcast says, hey, why don't you install the wildlife one? So I install the wildlife one, and everything's fine for me. <laughs> because I didn't start in 1.4 or 1.5 with the wildlife mod, upgrade to 1.6, and then, you know, at some point the wildlife thing gets updated, but it's too late. That's the moment of damage at that point. Right, but you could also be equally screwed if you were happily, cheerfully going along with that in 1.6, and then when 1.7 comes out and equally devastating bug impacts another one of your mods. And, well, I mean, that's the exact scenario that's happened here with 1.6. So that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of crazy that, um, you know, Bethesda could fix this. They could, they could alter Papyrus's VM so that when things start breaking, it, it recovers better. Um, but they haven't, and I'm guessing not many people have run into this because, you know, the percentage of people who are running lots of mods on top of Skyrim, it's probably pretty low. I think your 60 mods installed is pretty much an outlier. Well, how many mods did you have in Morrowind, Mackie? More than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I seriously, have. there was a lot of little tiny things, you know, and you could compile them together and you hope that it was didn't turn out later to be something you had to do the mod dance of enable half, disable the other half, see which one crashes. Yeah, I only have a small amount. I have like six mods, and uh, so I haven't gotten into that too much. I've just been playing the base game, so I don't think I'll have that problem, I hope. It's because one of those six mods might be something that modifies the base game in such a yeah. way that it breaks, you know? You yeah, just, you know. it doesn't matter if you have six or 60. If you've got the right mod, mm-hmm. kaboom. If it wasn't saving the processes, and, and I know this is really hard for them to do because it's a living world, and James and I are actually quite familiar with the idea of living worlds because we come from the small talk programming world where your image is just like this. Um, and, and if, yeah, you know, you've got these, this living world and you can't shut these scripts off because it's halfway through something and you save the game and then come back and then it picks up where it left off. Um, but but you need some way that when a new version of the mod comes out that it can retrofit its processes so that these things write themselves. They, well, they, or, one of the things about this game that's kind of cool from the playing standpoint is that because it operates that way, you can save the game at any point. So, you know, you're sitting there and you're halfway through a battle with an ancient dragon or an elder dragon and you have to get up and do something. You can save the game in the middle of the combat. Now, if you're playing... Most other games, they have, you know, they turn save capability off at certain points of the game during combat, especially. This game has a live world where you can do whatever the hell you want that way, and this is unfortunately one of the downsides. Well, the downside is, you know, unlike the small talk world, you don't have any of the tools inside the engine to deal with these scenarios. Like, there's no console commands to say, hey, bring up all the Papyrus scripts that are crashing, let me debug them or terminate them. That- well, doesn't exist. More properly, we don't have any of those tools. It's conceivable that they might have them at Bethesda. Right. They should, they should have shipped them just as random console commands that most people never look at. That, 
but they don't. They, they haven't got that. So I, at that point last night, I would have been ready and willing to learn how to use their debug tools to deal with the patch scripts. <laughs> you, you could try to contact them because I remember uh, a previous game that uh, uh, through Bioware where I had a corrupted save file and they fixed it for me. So there's you know there's a chance that they could have a save file editor to remove those mod scripts, but I don't know. They might do the whole, we don't support mods, so we can't help you crap. I'd That's, be surprised that the community hasn't come up with something like this before now. Well, I mean, like I said, the, the closest thing we've got right now is the save file scanner. I, and I did read on a forum somewhere that someone had a tool that would, could create new save files. It would read them in, save it, but the new save file would be corrupt. Um, and they weren't creating it properly. So I think there are certainly people out there who are right on this fringe that, that are interested in doing this stuff. But they, I, I mean, the need is not necessarily there, right? I mean, the, the number of people that I know of who have talked about this particular issue now is three <laughs> or four. The guy, on the, the guy on the wiki, the two people on the forums, and now me. So this is, this is definitely an edge case, but it's one of those devastating ones. And it would be kind of cool if Bethesda could take my safe file, fix it up for me, and send it back. <laughs> but really... I don't, I don't know. The odds are against me, stacked against me there. I don't think my support contract with them for buying the game would cover that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's pretty much once you put in the first mod, that was pretty much, nope, you're on your own. So there you go. When mods attack or when Proop died or... Because yeah. you just be. I think there's, a, there's probably a line in the user agreement. Mods are, we're not responsible for the damage that mods might create. <laughs> Whether that's physical or mental. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, or both, since he probably punched a few holes in his apartment. No, I had the apartment inspector guy come through because I'm moving out, so I couldn't, couldn't put holes in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he says. So that's, this is like part three of the mod discussion, really. You know, here, mods are awesome, mods are awesome, mods suck. <laughs> <laughs> mods are great until they stop malfunctioning, start malfunctioning. Well, yeah, I mean, I, not that it's related to this game, but I did break my Fallout 3 installation because I went back to it about two months ago just to try a mod out. And I broke it to the point where even trying, after I had uninstalled the mod, removed all the files, and then gone back to an earlier save, I couldn't get the game to even so much as start. Wow, yeah. That is incredibly broke. So, you know, this kind of thing happens. Yes, it does. You can tell I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on, yeah, that, I, on that note, you want to take I us said out, to Mackie, I said to Mackie in the Skype chat, uh, I've had a catastrophe or a kajitstrophe. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's quite true, yeah. I, I, gosh, if I had a level 70 and had that many hours, yeah, I'd be kind of pissed off, too. I was getting really close to like finishing everything. You know, the, 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 uh, There was a lot of repeating quests. That were there that uh, I was ignoring. You know, you know some of these some of these repeating quests, like the um, uh, Dark like the Brotherhood the, and the Thieves Dark Guild. Brotherhood ones in particular. When you don't go and talk to the <laughs> to the mother, someone will just come up to you on the street and say, "Hey, look, I've got this contract. <laughs> you got to do it." Seriously, you can't ignore them for a while. Yeah, yeah. This guy came up to me in a tavern. He's like, "Look, you're gonna do this. Here's the target." I was like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> I haven't had that happen yet. Oh, I had another random thing happen while I was testing out this thing. Um, you know the Headless Horseman, how awesome he is. Yes. I had an encounter with him. I haven't seen him forever. 
And I kind of had an encounter from him. I see a, a, a ghost horse running down the road. <laughs> Not too long after him is the Headless Horseman waving his sword around, chasing it. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Basically, his horse had run away, and he was trying to catch up to it. That's <laughs> weird. That, that could just be your skirts running amok, too. No, no, no. I know what happened. He got off the horse to attack something. The horse was also attacking it, and he hit the horse. And the horse fled. Oh, uh, I was using Frost as my horse, by the way. Um, when the guy was like, you know, can't give me the horse, I said, I don't think so. I'm keeping the horse. <laughs> uh, Frost eventually died to some forsworn. More reasons why forsworn are evil. Oh, I, I should uh, I should mention one small thing that is sort of kind of Dawnguard related, but not. And that is that um, I have a level 54 character on the PC side now. And I've started to see Volcahor vampires spawning in the world. And that's the location where one of the locations for Dawnguard is. That's the, that's the vampire clan that is part of Dawnguard. I've seen them spawn into my PC game. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's what the part of what they were doing with the patch was changing the spawns, maybe. Right. Some of the spawns are actually uh, coming fr- out of that DLC, even though the DLC is not installed, obviously, on the PC yet. If you're high enough level, you can spawn the uh, more powerful vampires now. You know, I was, I was, I just realized some of the mods that you mentioned, James, that you had installed, the ones that beautify areas around Skyrim, those are the sorts of mods that could have scripts and could be a problem. Cause well, I was thinking the weather ones, too, might be a problem. Yeah, they could, actually, because, yeah, they're, uh, they're controlling the weather if the weather script's running. Yeah, I mean, it's, wow, I don't know. Well, I was just wanting to look at my save files, and they seem to be at 9 uh, megabytes, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, in, when this situation was happening, I went back to a 10 megabyte file for testing, and Mm-hmm. After about a minute of running around, quitting, saving, quitting, they were up two megabytes. You know, so they were growing fast. Real so all those scripts that should be gone that weren't. Yeah. So once you hit this problem, if you see any of the symptoms you mentioned about five minutes ago, that's when you should go look at your save files, and that's the point where you might consider rolling way, way back. If that, unless that's too demoralizing. Yeah, you need to, you need to turn that logging to find out what's actually going on and. Um, and roll back to a point where that's not happening. But but my save files are so old now, so many mods, nothing I can do. Well, I guess on that note, um, if you want to hear more depressing news, um, if you've missed an episode or you want to subscribe to the iTunes feed, join our Facebook group, follow us on Twitter, or join the Steam group. You can find more of these depressing links and more at www.jaroba.com slash themecast. That's www.jarober.com slash depressing, T-H-U-U-M-C-A-S-T. Wait a minute. I think that address isn't quite right. Uh-huh. It seems like it to me. Yeah, listen to one of the previous podcasts to get the actual correct role. <laughs>
So I still prefer uh, when mods attack as the name. Yeah, that's a good one. Or the Khajiit catastrophe spelled with a K is is a possibility. Yeah, the problem is yes. that doesn't tell you that it's a it's modding related. Sure. Uh, and I was thinking of other jerky names like Dragonborn dies, but again, that doesn't that doesn't really that could be an episode about how different ways you've died in, in the game, you know. All right. Well, we'll go with the the, the uh, mod catastrophe thing, or mm-hmm. when mods attack. Khajiit catastrophe. <laughs> That's a real possibility. Uh, we have good ideas occasionally. Oh, I could say MLS's kitty dies. <laughs> oh, then people would be like, "What?" That could be in the show. That that'll be part of the show notes. Is that uh, should get Dan Gould to do a new, a new rap for us? Uh, Look who's crashing! Bethesda is <laughs> <laughs> crashing. Your file is <laughs> mudding. I'm not over keen. <laughs> All your save file are belong yep. to us. Uh, no. <laughs> He's like, nope, sorry, that meme's been overused. Yes, took an arrow to the mod. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be a modder like you, but then I took a mod to the Khajiit. Khajiit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to play another Khajiit now because I liked Perup so much. Such an awesome name. Oh, it's like the best, the best character name I've ever come up with. Well, now you need Try a little to tombstone for the. You need to put a little tombstone up for him. <laughs> I can do that in Minecraft. There's a tombstone for Mackie and a tombstone for me. Well, <laughs> add, one for, like, add one for Perup. <laughs> 